Hello and welcome to the ESG Fitness Podcast. The aim of this podcast is to help you think, learn and grow and hopefully smile and laugh on the way too. My aim here is to break down your barriers to taking action and provide you with evidence-based diet and exercise information in a fun and interesting way. I hope I nail that and I hope you enjoy. If at any point you are enjoying this and you think, wouldn't it be great to work with Emma? You can head to esgfitness.co.uk to find out more information. Without further ado, because I hate long introductions, here is this episode. Hello and welcome to Mindset Prep 2.0. There has already been 1.0, which you can go back to and listen to. Hold on, I'm going to pause this. It starts with episode 359, but I'm also going to put a link to the full series and the website that relates to the full series in the show notes below. So if you haven't already done 1.0, then do that. You don't have to do it before you do this one, but... It is very good, if I do say so myself, and it really sets you up from a mindset perspective. So in this series of podcasts, I'm going to do a different take on mindset prep, and this is going to be more focused on expectations. So the previous one was more focused on common psychological barriers and some tools to overcome them. And both are similar in that they are based in or on the understanding that coaching and successful fat loss is about so much more than creating a calorie deficit and setting some workouts for people. The magic is in everything else. It's it's hard because <clears throat> the everything else is so much less tangible. It's not like, oh, the reason you weren't losing fat is because you weren't in a deficit or because of this meal and maybe you need to move that meal timing or, you know, like something tangible. But the reason that people get incredible results on Commit to Six or working with Catherine or Andy or Shona or myself has very little to do with the specific diet or workouts and everything to do with how that is framed and the support and the reassurance and the manipulation in the best possible way. I know that that word's normally like, you've manipulated me into doing something bad. Like we're manipulating your expectations to make them work for you. And that's what this series focuses on your expectations and how they impact your experiences, both on a psychological and physiological level. This will, like the extent to which your expectations impact your experiences will blow your mind. If you want to know more about this, then I would definitely suggest that you read the book, The Expectation Effect. It is incredible. I'm going to obviously make this directly applicable to fat loss and coaching and it's the soft skills that aren't tangible that aren't like that are more subjective that are the secret to exceptional coaching and exceptional results that really last good coaching can help you lose weight in six weeks but it takes a lot more than that to make sure that those results last it takes changing your mindset from diet culture messaging that you've probably been bombarded with since a very young age, from calling foods good or bad, from the dieting mentality, from like the notion that women should always be small and that we should be full after half a salad because having an an appetite is unladylike. Undoing this, 
all or nothing mentality around dieting and breaking down and rebuilding your relationship with food and the scales and your body image that's a lot more than just workouts and meal plans like a lot of people come thinking the answer is I just haven't quite figured out the perfect calorie target for me yet or I just haven't figured out the way that this food makes me respond or the exact workout split I should be doing it has very little to do with that in fact there are so many ways like so much of that is just about preference it's about hitting the basics and then over and above that is preference the the actual mindset change has so much to do with the delivery of that information and the application of that information and you can't emulate this from coach to coach and package it up that's the magic of great coaching you can have all of the knowledge on paper but how you deliver that knowledge how you coach the art of coaching and the considerations that you make outside of the basics, outside of setting people realistic calorie targets and manipulating them when needed and writing good training programs, all of the stuff outside of that, that's really how you're getting clients' results. That's the magic. This is why people get incredible results with Commit to Six. It's the personalised targets and it's the workouts that are awesome and it's the daily accountability. But more than that, it's everything else. Like that's the bare minimum. That's just the structure. It, it's actually about the over 600 hours of podcasts you can listen to. It's the thousands of clients that we've coached and learned from. Also, side note to this, <clears throat> I just got some really, really good feedback and I'd, I'm not going to name the person because it probably uh, negates the an anonymity of feedback. Although she wasn't anonymous. But anyway, she gave me incredible feedback and took a long time to do this. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't all good feedback. And I think, it, yeah, I'm excited to implement a lot of it. And I appreciate the, I guess, the time and effort that she put in to doing that. And I'm definitely going to take that on board. But sometimes it is hard to read, right? When it's your, it's your thing, it's your baby. It's like it's so personal to you. But, but feedback is so golden and it just made me think that a lot of people will put their head in the sand and be like, yeah, there's some negative feedback, I'm going to ignore it. But actually, negative feedback is really constructive. Even if it's not given in a constructive way, this feedback was. But taking on board feedback is a skill and it's very easy to kind of turn a blind eye to it and only take on the positive things. Which there was a lot of in the feedback as well. Anyway, I've kind of gone on a little side note here. This point about how you apply knowledge and how you coach and how you package that up is also why I don't mind that other personal trainers do commit six or do the easy method or work with me. In fact, I'd run a whole blooming mentorship. I have nothing to hide because their interpretation of coaching and their application of these methods will never be the same. Because the magic isn't the app or the email series or the structure of the way that you give calories and macros. That's important and you can you can emulate that part, but you won't get the same results. It's never going to be the same program. And this is where I think inspiration, but not imitation, is important. You can't copy something that someone does exactly and expect it to be better than the original like it never will be but what you can do is take inspiration from others and apply that to your own business and your own coaching 
and what your own skill set is and then make something incredible in its own right. Now, I am certainly not saying that I am universally the best coach or that Commit to Six is universally the best programme. And the easiest way to describe this is client relationships are like any relationship. And it's like, it's wild that people think that they can be the best coach for everyone or that there is like an ultimate best coach. There absolutely isn't. It doesn't matter how good a coach you are, you're never going to be the best coach for everyone. Just like it doesn't matter how incredible a boyfriend you are, I'm still going to fancy girls. Like you are never going to be the best boyfriend for me or the best partner for me, maybe the best boyfriend, but whatever. You're never going to be the best partner for me because everyone has their own predispositions or in this case, sexuality. But it's a good example of how ridiculous that idea is. And what's interesting is most people think that they need this new diet that is a specific way or that they need specific calories or macros or workouts. And there's an underappreciation of the aspect of coaching delivery this means the way in which you coach the way in which you give information that matters and it matters for results and it's hard to quantify so people don't appreciate the level of influence that it gives if i gave the same workout the same calories the same recipes same meal plans use the same app etc etc as another coach we would get wildly different results depending on how that information is delivered and how it resonates with you, the individual client. And there are a number of factors in this and I've kind of tried to whittle them down, but I think one is the coach-client relationship. Do you feel heard and supported? The second one is your judgment of me as your coach. So there are two primary factors at least in the research on doctors that come out here, and that number one is warmth, and the second one is competence. And I would like to add respect as well. If you respect me, you are more likely to listen to and implement what I say. This is one of the many reasons that integrity matters, and one of the many reasons that I don't sell like shitty CBD products or random do random ads for random things, or that there's not ads on the podcast selling supplements or you know whatever whatever people are selling I could make a lot of money doing that but if that is at the cost of your trust it's not worth it also I don't want to scam people and I have morals but besides the point here the point here that I want to make is that your results as a client will be worse if you don't fully trust me and don't buy into me so the best coach for you is someone that you respect and if you see them selling X, Y, and Z and different things every single week, and last week the best protein in the world was this protein, and oh, not, oh, now it's this protein, and now you need this supplement, even though last week I said that you didn't need supplements, blah, 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 blah. Like, if you feel dodgy about that person, you're far less likely to buy into them, you're far less likely to believe what they say, and you will get worse results because of it. So top tip, like, work with a coach who you respect who you fully buy into. And generally, clients want to know two things. One, do you know what you're talking about, i.e. competence? And two, do you care and want the best for me, i.e. the warmth aspect? If you can present both of these, you'll get better results with your clients. And if you're listening to this and you're a client or a potential client, what you should be looking for 
in your coach is someone who you can see both of these things in? Do you think they really care about you and want you to get results? And are they competent and do they know what they're doing? If you trust that in them, you will get better results working with them. Your mindset and your expectations has a huge influence on your results and picking the right coach can harness this effect. And I've never really heard someone talk about this in much detail. Like we, we kind of, we talk about mindset, but it's just like, yeah, mindset is important and okay. And everyone kind of gets it, but I don't think they realise the real impact that that can have and the real impact of expectations and a consideration of how to change people's expectations to then better their results is rarely covered. And that's essentially what this mindset prep is going to be about. If your expectations of dieting are that you will be restricted, then you will be. This has been shown time and time again in research. If you label a food as a quote-unquote skinny food that is quote-unquote diet-friendly, you will both subjectively and objectively be less satiated after eating that food. Your ghrelin levels in your blood will be higher after a meal, meaning, meaning that like if after a meal that you think is like quote-unquote healthy and doesn't have many calories in and won't leave you satiated, your actual hormone levels of hunger will be higher purely because of the expectation that you have around that meal. If I give you the same meal, the exact same meal, but I tell you that it will leave you satiated, that it's higher in calories, that it's indulgent, then it will. You will actually be fuller after that meal. And there are so many amazing examples of how your expectations can influence your reality. Like if you give someone water and tell them that it's caffeine, their blood pressure will rise. If you give someone designer sunglasses versus non-designer sunglasses, they read better. If you tell someone that they may feel nauseous after taking aspirin, they are six times more likely to feel nauseous after taking aspirin, purely because you've said that. An empty inhaler can provide 30% of the benefits of an inhaler with the drug in it. And placebo painkillers can reduce back pain by 30%. Like, it is mind-blowing. If you're told a numbing cream will make you more sensitive, it will make you more sensitive even though the opposite is meant to happen. Like, you can completely negate the effects of a drug or a treatment by the expectations that you have of it. And the size of this expectation effect is linked to how it is delivered. Even the pricing of something can have an impact on how effective it is. So they showed that Parkinson's disease drugs were shown to be twice as effective if they were more expensive. And I think what's most interesting to me, given that I don't intend to double my prices, (laughs) is this study that looked at bedside manner, I guess you could call it bedside manner, or anyway, delivery of a placebo in doctors. And this study compared the warm and competent doctor giving a placebo treatment to a colder and less competent doctor giving the exact same treatment. When the warm and competent doctor administered the treatment, the patient experienced relief, both from a psychological and physical perspective. So what they were doing was they gave a histamine shot on the arm and that creates an allergic reaction. So there's redness and there's swelling. Now, when they put on this placebo treatment by the warm and competent doctor, there was a reduction in redness and swelling. So you can actually see this. You can see the reduction. It is significantly less red and less swollen. But 
when the cold and less competent doctor administered the same treatment, there was no benefit to the treatment at all. That, like, that in itself is perfect evidence for how you coach is so important. It's not just what you're doing. It's how you're delivering it. And so the take home here is like delivery matters. If you're a coach, my tips would be A, obviously sign up to AFM because I talk a lot about this and this sort of thing and, and why it matters and kind of thinking outside the box. If you show up better and you get your clients better results, your business will grow and you will be able to positively impact more people. That's the goal, right? So if that is you and you are a coach and you are interested in mentoring, sign up to AF Mentors at afmentors.com. I will put a link in the show notes. And B, consider whether you are effectively portraying warmth and competence to your clients. And if you're a client, be aware that your expectations matter. And when you're thinking about potentially working with a coach like be aware of these things as well okay do I buy into this person do I trust this person do I like this person do I think they're competent do I think they're warm do I have enough respect for them that I'll actually listen to what they say and can I change the expectations that I have around dieting because that could be something that's really holding you back and is making dieting harder and I'll come on to this because I'm going to do a four-part series of this but I'll do some examples of how your expectations of foods and of dieting impact your reality of how those foods impact you and of how you feel on a diet and of how successful you are on a diet. Like your mindset really, really does matter. And it's not just the wishy-washy stuff. And this is where journaling comes in. You need to question those unhelpful thoughts and expectations. Write them down. Start questioning them. That, that voice will get quieter and quieter as you start questioning it. There is also a link to my journal in the show notes as well. I hope you've enjoyed this. If you have, please let me know on Instagram at ESG Fitness. Part two is going to cover some of the expectations around hunger and dieting and how this can impact your food choices and how hard you find dieting. So I will see you there. Thank you as ever for your time and attention. If you want to talk to me about coaching or if you want to find out more about how to work with me, head over to esgfitness.co.uk. There is also lots of free information on the website and some worksheets, which I hope you will find useful. If you've enjoyed this episode, I would love to hear from you. Please tag me in your stories at esgfitness or shoot me a message. And if you think you know anyone who would enjoy this episode, why not share it with them? Thanks, guys.